we Republicans get this negative idea pushed on them that they don't understand anything until it personally affects them. And I think that's actually how understanding works. <laughs> yeah, man. I think now I understand that there's that's not actually a negative to them. Now, some people are have high openness or high emotional EQ to where they yeah. can be affected by things that other people experience. <laughs> and so, therefore, they have still personally been affected. And that's, I think, the, the distinction. Mm, um, that's interesting, man. Because and you you have you're you're gonna have a higher field of impact and affection than I will. So mm. you're gonna feel more personal things that I hadn't even experienced them yet, right? And then right. they could personally happen to me, and then I'm now going, which was right, right? So um, <laughs> it, it's it's little things like that. Whereas when I was younger, I I think I've always been a W. E. B. Du Bois uh, person, and so for mm. people that don't know the distinction. And black, what would you call this? Um, black history is the word I have. I guess it's American history. Technically. American history, so, yeah. Yeah. In American history, there are pioneers of black thought. And one of them is Booker T. Washington, mm-hmm. who during Reconstruction was a fundamental uh, pillar in providing black learners the opportunity to learn, work, and get ahead. And yes. They did that by leaning on the white structures that were there. So yes. um, if, if you were a slave, you have farming skills. Let's use those skills to take on and use those trades. Yeah. And this is a very uh, trades-oriented, blue-collar worldview in the black culture. Mm-hmm. Then you have W.B. Du Bois, who is a scholar, and intellectual, if you will. And yeah. he says... They will never accept us if we don't change the laws and we don't um, fundamentally, radically change this country. And I've always been a proponent of that worldview, maybe because I am a black intellectual. If I were to label myself, I I think I fall into those things. I have very little trade knowledge. College educated. Yeah. Yeah. Parents, college educated like this. That's the world I know. So Mm -hmm. it's not that I am calling myself this to just pick it. Um, But. That, so that's the world I've always understood is that we got to tear it all down until they know us and respect us and, and get it. And in 2020 and 2021, through this podcast of understanding individualism and white culture and American culture and and what it's like to just be a person thinking of trades in my life and what can I do? What's on the ground? What's right in front of me? What is tangible that I can change? Um, I started to see what Booker T. Washington was talking about. And these two ideas they have been put against each other for for generations in black cultures. Yeah. Because Booker T. Washington can be considered somewhat of a a coon or individualist, someone that is so focused on what he can control in front of him that he's willing to shake hands with the devil to get his needs met. And um, and W.B. Du Bois, to come up with a negative counter argument here, is the things he's propelling – they might not impact you for 30 to 60. You might not even survive. You might not even see the the progress that is made. Um, and so you have these, these, these battles in black culture. And I, I'm, I'm now living in both of those worlds, whereas I was always a WB Du Bois cat, but now I am understanding Booker T on the level that it's, it's, it's concerning because I see Candace Owens. I see Larry Elder. I see, black Republicans during this era who 
can easily be considered coons and easily be considered um, jive turkeys or whatever <laughs> you know term you want to use to uh, condemn them because they are operating in a more tangible field of individualism and 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 striving towards that and I don't I don't know how to grapple with either one of those worldviews before you're personally infected, Im- impacted by them. Mm-hmm. I, there's no way to, like, you just yell that one's right and one's wrong. And, right. and, and and that's all you can do until you live both of them. And now that I have, they are both right. And one is talking about progress that is beyond today. And the one is talking about today. Yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah. what is more important to you, tomorrow or today? And I, I, I would like to let you know both are valuable. <laughs> like both are very important. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's crazy. It's just a weird thing that that black people have to endure. And I, it's almost it's not guaranteed that you have to endure these things, but it's very likely that you have these this internal dissonance. And it's been spoken to in so many liter- uh, black literatures in American history over time. Uh, And it's this peculiar thing that it is to exist as other, because not only are you other skin tone and culturally, um, but you could be other in the way society tells you to operate and um, what you could be other within the black community. And you, you're trying to decide if I'm going to survive in America or if I'm going to um, what's the other word, not survive, but uh, like, fight like repel um like rebel or rebel resist resist persist Persist, you know like am i surviving because i'm using Uh, what is in front of me or am i gonna persist and fight back and 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 it's it i don't know which one to be because black culture says you need to be persistent you need to be you need to be overcoming and, and pushing back against whiteness and uh and i experienced that just in having a white wife and being yeah. in white circles um and and so it's just it's it's weird it's just weird yeah and i think that 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 story has a thread through through the entire history of of uh of uh black people in america that thread is day one first kidnapping you know tied up the first day what are we going to do what are we going to do are we going to let's plan the revolt because a lot of those folks a lot of those ships didn't make it because that those those captives that they fought back and they 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 showed that they you know they were just showed that they were free men and women and not mm-hmm. going to be not going to be kidnapped uh, and it caught it caught at a great cost um and those that those that did work uh there's so many you know all through my uh, public education i was never ta- told about slave revolts i think i maybe one and and uh, uh, you know, I think I was told about John Brown because he's a white guy leading slave revolts. So of course he's important, mm-hmm. uh, but not the hundreds and hundreds of constant massive revolts mm-hmm. that went on through the entire uh, structure of slavery, the chattel slavery here in the West. So so I think the yeah, it'd be interesting to I, I you know I've um, I've read. Uh, um, uh, the spirit of the spirit was oh, it spirit of the Negro the W. E. Du Bois sort of his seminal work souls of black folk souls of the black folk sorry yeah okay. uh, and there's a yeah so he uses that term uh, in one of the quotes I think that's in my head spirit of the Negro but yeah souls of black folk so uh, still in the middle of that still reading that um, and I haven't read anything by Booker T yet but I I would be really interested to to learn because I think that there's not only parallels and threads uh, for black culture and black people. But I think that there is a, because we are a shared uh, 
we have the shared history, I think that that everybody can benefit from this. That that we can see parallels uh, through lots of different um, lots of different populations in the country now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So I think it's a great it's a great question and a great start to. Um, you know, we've we've struggled with individualism and collectivism, and I think that we've come to a pretty good place with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe this is the next thing. So what do we do? Is it today or is it tomorrow? Is it is it a complete change of the system or is it uh, focusing on what we can do today mm-hmm. uh, or a combination of the two? Uh, and 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 what what's more important and what's 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 alien? What do we have to keep? Should we keep alienating folks that are trying to push you know bookers? kind of view of the world or or should we keep alienating people of, of, of the opposite view um you know I, I tend to land on the uh let's let's metaphorically burn it all down mm-hmm. <laughs> and start yeah. over but that's how i play video games that's how i do everything i'll just start all the way over i don't want to it's it's not worth it to me to try to fix all this stuff mm-hmm. or try to with these broken pieces and broken systems try to to make the best of it. That's, that's always been hard for me. So, but that may be something that I need, you know, as just a, as a person and maybe my family needs that. Maybe my, my people need that. So yeah, it's, this is a very good conversation, man. I think this is a one to have and, and one to talk to. Hopefully we can get folks on here, um, you know, that have, that have good things to say about, <laughs> about this stuff. Yeah. I've, 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 I've done a lot of research and by a lot, I mean one day, um, <laughs> uh, by a lot, I mean 30 minutes on Google and yeah. uh, Wikipedia for 25. Sure. So, sure. <laughs> so I've done extensive research on the topic and um, it's, it's funny how quickly Booker T. Washington worldview is forgotten mm. and how Booker T. Washington's projection of how to survive and, and, and uplift and is seen as not sexy, you know, and it's just, it's not, it's not something that we can hold on to and trumpet. And Mm -hmm. um, I think, so the title of Booker T. Washington's book is up from slavery. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's literally what you kind of need to understand is slavery happened. We're going up from here. Right. And that's a totally different worldview of let me show let me tell you what it's like being a Negro and how despicable the things we have to deal with are. Mm -hmm. Those that's a totally different thing. And Mm -hmm. I've shared this on the podcast before, but I talk about my experiences as a black man. And when I am in rooms, every room receives me completely differently. I had a performance at a comedy club about a story and the story is more of a Booker T. Washington story for myself. Yeah. That's how I tell it. Yeah. And they wanted me to rewrite it to be more of a W.E.B. Du Bois story. Mm-hmm. And wow. I did it because that I needed to stage time and, and that's <laughs> what you do. You, you've been, you oh, okay, is this how you want the story to be told? Fine, I'll sure. get up there and tell it. But it was, it was interesting that what moved the audiences was the pain versus the upliftingness that I actually walked away with. Mm-hmm. And so you see this uh, cultural need for views and attention. Which one is sexier? Well, W.B. Du Bois's look on reality is way more compelling and understanding mm-hmm. for television, for movies, for documentaries. Mm-hmm. Again, how often do I see black pain on TV? A lot. You know why? Because yeah. it's the W.B. Du Bois's worldview that is so riveting. And you're just on the edge of your seat if it's an experience. For mm-hmm. some people, it's just like too much. But mm-hmm. sure. um, 
but Booker T. Washington's story is not really, you know, pop culture. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, Larry Elder has a whole movie called The Coon, and it's about himself and his worldview. Mm-hmm. And Larry Elder just ran for governor in California. Yeah, I, I'm not a Larry Elder fan. Yeah. I am only looking at those that I disagree with with a lens of maybe I'm in their shoes as well and maybe mm-hmm. I've been there and like empathy that's what that that's what that is like if if you know uh entertaining the idea that what if I was there what if mm-hmm. I was in the same place what would I do do those moves make sense yeah that's empathy man yeah wow and not, See, it, that, yeah well no go ahead go ahead oh that that, that was it I mean I, I just think that that's there's there's a weird non-place for that right now like there's like no 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 it's got to be you got to empathy it won't get you anywhere empathy will get you killed it'll get you it'll get you know cheetos in the white house it'll get it'll get whatever biden is the china whatever you know <laughs> it'll get you chinese virus i don't know what they're saying i, I don't know yeah. but I, I say that for both sides of that of the political spectrum like empathy is not touted as something that we need Mm-mm. uh really uh, if you if you were to see all the discourse that's going on, what really works is not empathetic dialogue. It's it's this uh, I don't even know bombastic, uh, bombastic, and like uh, playing to your base mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of thing. But <laughs> but the funny thing about that, Rich, is the word works. Again, this is language. Human, yeah. our, our 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 verbal language is flawed. Uh-huh. When you say what works, what you're really meaning is what gets views, what gets attention, because yeah. that's what they're trying. They're not yeah. trying to do what works for the country's good, what works to build relationships, to strengthen, to to um, uh, bolster. Yeah. They, they're saying what gets views. Yeah. We got to do what works. You know, this works. And yeah. and that's painful because the word works is it is a a uh, uh, sacred word. Mm. works is a sacred word mm. it is about sacrifice works is about mm. what can i give up today with my works to then create something beautiful in the future mm. and religiously i that word just means so much to me and yeah. to my upbringing and yeah. and so to hear you say it and then i know what they're intending by that what works mm. no what is devilish what is wrong what is <laughs> empty what what works is Playing to what already makes us weak as humans, and and yelling and, and hating one another, and yeah, I don't know. I I I, I try not to um, get religious, but I guess like MLK, it's like you won't understand this man if you don't first understand he's a pastor. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I can't shake my understanding of the world through religion. Yeah, and I'll criticize it all day because I'm okay with that. That my faith is hella strong. Sure, <laughs> but, sure. But um, but I just I. The oh, truth, I, I the truth can take it. The truth can take it. Mm-hmm. So the truth can take criticism. Yeah, I don't think you know. Anytime that, that's that's a huge central part of like the Jewish faith. Like they wrestle. Yeah, Jake, but, Jacob. That's the name. Jacob wrestles mm-hmm. God. Like that's a core tenet. That's what somehow, I think we miss out on. Yeah, some, I the West got that wrong, and, and the you know uh, uh, Eastern Church does a little bit better, but like the West got that wrong. They they we need to be able to to say like these things are not. Either not okay or like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. And I think that I appreciate you sharing that your your faith and your your view of the world. I mean, I think that's that's needed. And and at the same time, I know that if people that want to so easily label people, they're like, oh, that means A, B, C, D, E, F, and G about about you, and that doesn't. It doesn't. It right. means you have a strong connection with a higher power. 
uh, through the lens of, of this scripture that you've been given and these experiences that you've had. And uh, that's moved you to the place where you are in a more empathetic chair that you're sitting in today than you were a year ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. And to, to call those things, like I know you, people listening to the show will know I've been the most critical when it comes to specifically to Christianity. But but it's not out of a it's not out of a hate for it or whatever else. But it's it's more out of an acknowledgement. I want I want these things to be acknowledged, mm-hmm. and I think that's where I land in the W. B. Du Bois uh, camp or whatever. If there is, mm. is I want these things to be acknowledged, and I yeah. want them to be changed. Um, you know, you this this I think is going to be just a great topic for the show and for the conversation. So I really encourage the audience to like start looking into these things, start looking into these two, these two men. Um, another like contemporary example I think would be great is, uh, especially on the Booker T side of things is killer Mike. Uh, killer Mike's mm-hmm. talked about this, how trades have become, that's, that's historically how black people have built themselves up is they've used trade. And from that trade, uh, kept money in their communities, and and that's how they built generational wealth historically. Uh, Mike Rowe is a white guy. Uh, he used to do the show Dirty Jobs. He's also another another voice of that, like trade trade industry uh, trained trained plumbers, electricians, carpenters. Uh, you know any of that stuff that that's on the decline because there's been such a push for education. But what millennials are finding that. Well, I've got this thirty thousand dollar degree, sixty thousand dollar degree, one hundred eighty thousand dollar degree, and I I am working in a call center. Mm-hmm. I'm working in uh, I'm, I'm a help desk person, which is fine. Like that, I I was help desk for <laughs> several years, but that's you know so uh, and there's you know I think that there's definitely contemporary examples to look to to see how these things impact impact us today. Uh, yeah, and you know. and I want to not to dilute the conversation on focusing on race and focusing on Booker T and W. Du Bois. But I am curious from the white perspective is the, and I'm only asking this, I I feel like I just need a preface because what I learned in 2020 and 2021 is human plights are universal. And so if this black plight through the lens of blackness creates W. B. Du Bois and Booker T. Washington, that is a thing, but but I but if it's a problem for me, it's probably a problem for everybody. So I'm curious, what is the white lens of the trade versus the educated? Because to me, that probably is a struggle in white communities as well. I, I don't know because um, my my first assumption is people are accepted. Like I, I I don't know people who are in the trades just accept that they're in the trades and it's not as much judgment or people who are in. Uh, education, obviously, they feel like they're better than everybody. At least that's the people I've met. But, um, <laughs> but well, I think that yeah, it creates it creates. Uh, I think in my experience with white people in those particular circumstances, it creates in groups. So mm-hmm. someone who's college educated, especially higher educated, there is a there is a sense of of great accomplishment, of great uh, uh, importance and knowledge, and um, and then those that are in trades, um, you know. Uh, said the best in the breakfast club, you, you know, uh, you can't, you can't uh, do trigonometry without lamps and you can't do lamps without light kind of thing. Like, like you, <laughs> I screwed that up. But like, uh, uh, I think with those that I know that are, that are tradesmen and women, I, I think there's a sense of like, well, I'm just doing what I need to do. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm just, and I'm good at it. I'm successful at it. And what, and, and there is a, a mistrust of the educated. Like you hear, hear, hear things, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a lot about the elect terms like elite, mm-hmm. you know, or, or things like that, where those don't, 
really come from the college-educated ed side of things, at least in my experience. They don't use terms like the elite, da 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 da. Um, you know, they uh, they but they but they will talk. To, oh, he's just a plumber, or just a janitor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's 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 there's this looking down on on these tasks that um, if we don't have them in place, our society collapses. If we don't have gar if we don't have you know people that pick up our garbage, society collapses really quickly. And and I think that you know we we had a chance with this essential workers kind mm -hmm. of thing that we it's saw like in that. 2020. Um, who is essential to us? And um, instead of instead of well, we're going to give them free college, which great. Get rid of college debt. I don't. I'm not against that. But is that mm -hmm. the answer? Mm. Is that the answer? Is is how about how about pumping money into? Well, let's have a let's have a um, make it. What does a successful tradesperson look like? Mm -hmm. What does it really look like? Is it working? Because a lot of college educated people, especially those that um, are outside of academia, like highly educated, they're working 40, 60, 80 hours a week. Yeah. Right. And the tradespeople I know are working 40 to 50 hours a week, mm -hmm. you know, so they're working less. Um, they have time. They value generally, again, this is my experience. It's not a broad brush, but relationships matter more. Mm. There's a higher level of empathy with folks that are in trade or in, or in um, what I would think would be considered a lower class or lower standard job. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more about the, it's more about the well-being, the day-to-day well-being, mm -hmm. you know, and the future yeah. will work itself out. And, um, and I'm, I'm not, I don't want to put a judgment on either side of that because I really love learning and I really love being in college. Um, I haven't finished college. Uh, I hope to, uh, at some point, but, but, um, I really, I think that should be available for those that want to learn. And I think that the, uh, we should celebrate those people, um, uh, that, that do those kind of day-to-day -day things, farmers and ranchers and, you know, plumbers and things like that, you know? Yeah mail carriers, things like that, where it's like these folks that are, you know, there's this huge infrastructure bill that was passed. And really, to me, people are the infrastructure. People are the real infrastructure. People are, are what, it's the same with veterans. We should be focusing on the people and not the mm -hmm. weapon, not so much the weaponry. How to, yeah. how to, if we need, if we need modern day warriors to kill, um, to keep our country safe, uh, then we need to find out ways in which to make sure they have healthy, successful lives after they're done. And we don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, by and large, there's a there's a huge gap. Um, and so, yeah. So there's just a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> that I answer your question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think I think it, it is the same. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's the people that care about today aren't it's not sexy. It's not glamorous. Tomorrow's mm -hmm. way more in, enticing. Yeah. Um, and you and I are dreamers, too. So like we like that. That's something that helps us. That's probably a survival skill at some point, like sitting in class and whatever, like whatever our situations were. Man, it's going to be different one day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tomorrow's <laughs> way better. Tomorrow's way, way better, better than today. Yeah. yeah. Um, so so I get that and I see that connection. I think one of the maybe the struggles is and and this is just for me because I mm -hmm. can't I I haven't been white so I I can't speak on this but mm -hmm. the pressures to be one or the other might be I don't know if there is because because when I hear people that care about today and they're white they've accepted it and it's not a it it doesn't sound as as contentious as Booker T's feel mm -hmm. in the black community interesting um and this is an assumption because yeah. I, I you know. But if, but if you're a Booker T in the in the black community, man, you you're not even black sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. unless mm -hmm. you're 
and well, you can get away with it. Like, have you seen uh, Everybody Hates Chris? Yeah. Like uh, Terry. Unless he Cruz. has a couple of jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He yeah. he is black as black can be in that mm-hmm. in that show, um, mm-hmm. and that's a Booker T. Washington worldview. But his mm-hmm. kids are going to be WB the boys. Yeah. You know, so he's doing it for them. Yeah. So tomorrow is in the kids, and I think that's one way to get by on it. But um, mm-hmm. but if you don't use that language, like explicitly, that like if Candace mm-hmm. Owens was saying, "I'm doing this for my kids," mm-hmm. that you know that would change things. Larry Elder is like for my kids, you know, but but that's not how they're positioning it. Yeah, yeah, and and I think uh, I mean I think there's a there's an enormous amount of pressure to be educated in white spaces. Mm-hmm. There's an enormous amount to go to college, and it's relatively easy to do. Um, you know, Pell Grants are they're, they're for everybody, but um, we also have, you know, um, with more access come makes things easier. So there's not as many hurdles. That's privileges, right? There's, there's, pro- there's, we've seen more privilege in white, in white spaces. Um, so I know I definitely, you know, when my car broke down, I called my parents. You know, when you call, when your car down, broke down, you, you, you called your parents. So there's, there's class as a piece of it too. Um, it's not just race, it's, it's more complicated, but I do think in, in white spaces, it's, there's a higher push to get kids to go to college than there is for kids to learn how to do air conditioning repair. Mm-hmm. Air conditioning repair is a huge multi-billion dollar business just in this state alone. There's millions of dollars to be made in yeah. air conditioning repair, but we, we, we think, well, that if you're, but you didn't go to college, so you didn't learn how to run the business when we could teach you business classes that. in high school. We can exactly. teach how to, we can, we, we can educate children to whatever you're pursuing. You know how to balance a checkbook. You know how to, to open up a small business. Um, you know how to vote, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and by and large, we, we don't, it's, it's all about getting to college. It's all about mm-hmm. learning this so you can get in college, so you can start your, your career in this, you know, whatever that is fancy, either it's a high, high paying job because money is the high paying jobs are the best jobs. Um, and in some sense there's, that's true because people that were people's families who were cutthroat, you know, wealthy, like they did everything, they did everything they could and got, you know, the, the, the descendants of the folks that ran standard oil are probably doing better than the, the folks that worked for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right now. So there's something to be said, uh, you know, about, about that too. So yeah, yeah. but I, the definite push is to get, get, get an education, get in college. It- and so what I'm hearing is the plight sounds similar. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I only bring this up because in my uh, days on Reddit and on chant different groups, mm-hmm. I hear white people a lot of times say their experience is like the same as black people. Mm-hmm. And that is always met with stern, stern objections. Yeah. Like, uh, excuse me. Right. But again, I'm, I am very open minded. I think that the I think that they can have a similar experience, but their circumstances are different. Regardless of it, could like everything that you're saying to me about uh, that you've talked about about being a black person, I can identify and had similar experiences to almost ninety five percent of it. Right, even mm-hmm. fear of the cops and things like that, feeling like I'm going to die and and like feeling like uh, this is it, like it's over with. That just all of these things that I, but, but my circumstances are different. I have not been put in jail. Like I have not <laughs> yeah. dealt with a drawn gun to my head. So but, then how yeah. how do you balance that because what you're what what we're saying is well, yes, they are so the same that you can you can you uh you relate to it. Mm-hmm. But the circumstances are different. But but how do Well, I, I think I, we have to acknowledge the circumstances are different. Okay. I think we have to acknowledge that. That white privilege is a real thing. 
And a lot of people hate that. They hate it. They hate that their that whiteness is even talked about, that blackness is even talked about. Like it's just stupid. And yeah. and in some level they're right. Yeah. Because it's exactly. an unscientific idea that was created four hundred years ago by by European pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. So um, at the same time, there are real there are real consequences. So so we may have felt we've we. There's no human emotion that you have that I don't have. So we know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so our experiences can be very similar, but our circumstances and uh, the things in place around us can be vastly different. Yeah. And and I think that what, what people, I would say like, you know, Booker T being probably the more conservative of the two, at least in my mm-hmm. understanding right now, yeah. is that there is a, in those that are in that camp, there there's a dismissal of the systemic problems, the systemic circumstances and they want to blame it on black culture. They want to blame it on the lack of fathers or whatever else. Mm-hmm. Um, when that is, those things are more, what the data suggests, more about class than they are about, well, they are. They're more about class than race. That's, that's, that's you know, poverty breeds that, not, not, not ethnicity or race. Like that doesn't, right. there's no, Nigerians don't have, you know, more fatherless homes than, than the United States. You know, right. you know, the kind of thing like that. It's not about where you your nationality or your your melanin content or anything like that. Um, but but that's where they misstep. And so it's almost like they're they're dismissing the circumstances and trying to find new ones mm. when those can off. I see a lot of what I get upset about when I hear Candace Owens, when I hear Thomas Sowell, when I when I hear these folks is is a lot of the problems that they bring up are in-group problems that black people like need to talk about and, and you know deal with as black people mm-hmm. with allies of course in other places but that's a black it's a black discussion like the idea and I might get whatever but like the idea like the views of homosexuality the views of transgender mm-hmm. um, those kind of things that's something that white people have to deal with too but I think there's also a cult- black cultural thing that's got to be dealt with mm-hmm. and that's why you know we bring up Kanye a lot but that's why it was so huge for him to be on national television saying hey we got to stop we got to stop talking about these people in this particular way that's mm-hmm. never been done that was never done up to that point you know and that was a huge step forward I think for for black culture and and yeah. and he just done that several times with several issues and I think the next step is going to be mental illness I think he's going to be one of the like Gata like like these guys like the forefront talking about openly about like this is the issue a lot of people deal with it and we've got to you know and 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 uh, anyway i just yeah i i I think there are things it's like it's like um the issue of uh of abortion i think that's a woman like that's women a cultural issue that women need to deal with because that's not i i can't i can't do anything about what a woman does with her body like that's not my place and I, I and I say that because I look to indigenous cultures. I look to folks that have been here a long time, doing this a lot longer than we have, and mm-hmm. that's how they run things. It's 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 a communal women's issue that they deal with, mm-hmm. you know. And it's the same with these other things. Fatherlessness. It's a communal issue. Well, really, it's a poverty issue. <laughs> so we know that, right? Yeah. It's not about culture. It's not about whatever else. Because all these all like a lot of our our uh, hip hop and pop icons, like. Um, you know, the fatherlessness is a, is a real, is a real thing, but it doesn't come from like, Oh, I was real affluent. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? My dad's not no longer in my life. Uh, it's, it's, it's about being, we're broke and you know, people are just trying to get through it. Yeah. So, uh, so the circumstances, I, that's, that's, that's interesting. Um, I don't know again, if I sound like an idiot there. <laughs> huh? I don't know if I sound like an idiot there, but no, that's kind of no, what I'm no. thinking about it. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm uh, thinking about it. You know, I, I'm I'm playing the clip 
that a lot of us have seen the race for a hundred dollars and if you I haven't seen that it's 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 a viral video probably eight years old now okay um uh, a coach they're they're on the everyone's on the hundred yard line first one to make it across the other goal line or not there everyone's is a hundred yards away from the hundred dollars yeah and then okay. he says if you have both your parents in your house take two steps forward if your parents went to college, take okay. two steps forward. I've seen something and, like that. Then. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah. eventually the circumstances changes, but everyone's running a race. Yeah. So everyone's going to be running. Everyone's going to be exhausted. Everyone's going to experience the race. Yeah. The circumstances are different. Yeah. And I, I think that that helps me wrap my head around someone that shares the experience. They're like, I lived this too. I, mm-hmm. I was running next to you. Mm-hmm. Why are you acting like... I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but but they're missing the circumstances. And, um, you know, I think abortion is a perfect one because um, due to my listening of the impacts of data and numbers and statistics and how abortions negatively impact um, population density or, mm-hmm. you know, right. And the more abortions, the less people mm-hmm. over time, people are voting power. If there is a cultural, if there's some value to culture, if your culture has more people, your voting power increases. Yeah. And you look at black culture and the percentage that we, the stake that we have in the country, those percentages are dropping. Mm. And so from that lens, ignoring the circumstances of being a woman or a man, I, you know, I I say, well, look at these things. These things are valuable, right? Uh, Valuable intel to, to... to walk away with and take um ignoring the circumstance that it, i would never feel it or experience it or have any real understanding of the impacts uh other than um, the the tomorrow that i lost but i lose tomorrows sure. every day sure um, sure yeah man and i think you're i mean i think it's right it, it it's it's kind of what we talked about in previous shows is we got to kind of talk about all of it mm-hmm. and that's that's hard and it doesn't take place in 15 minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes or 30 second segments. We got to talk about all of it. Um, you know, because, because it's pretty clear that the creator of Planned Parenthood was pretty racist and pretty into like, we got to, this will be good to, to quell the black population. Yeah. Um, at the same time, it's now a very supportive and, and the, the abortion is very little of what they do. It's mm-hmm. more about women's health and reproductive health in general between uh, families and men and women. And, and so it's like, okay, we've got to talk about both those things and not, not just put somebody in the you know the category of tradesperson or educated. It's more complicated and more complex than that. And um, yeah, it's not just about I, I don't know that 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 particular thing is so hard. It's so hard, especially as two dudes. Yeah, to yeah, talk about. Exactly. Um, and then as black and white black and white guys, like you know, there's you know people don't talk about this, but like Freakonomics, there's a book called Freakonomics, and yeah. and uh, they uh, they they take the data from abortion statistics and they say they see how it lowers crime mm-hmm. so it's like in the areas where there's more abortions there's lower crime is lowered and you're like okay so what is that mm-hmm. what does that say is that oh then that means that black people are are more uh, or there's more people more black people in, in prison than white people oh that means that black people are more criminal that's not true mm-hmm. it's not true at all because that because the more and more that we see as the data comes in it's it has to do with poverty it has to do with right. class and and availability access to logistics like human essential needs uh good quality food quality uh, quality housing by being safe and warm outside the elements and and you know free of free of violence 
And those things in any impoverished area are going to be lower because, yeah. because uh, we don't, we don't take care of the needs of those that are at most at the highest risk mm. you know, to be hurt and to be, to be hurt by these, these wild swings, you know, like this, this last, this last winter here in Texas, we had this huge, huge disastrous storm mm -hmm. uh, that swept, that took us down for a week. And there's still people recovering from that, you know, and it's, it's, we don't, we just, it, we don't put them in the conversation. And I think that's what, to me, Du Bois and uh, Washington are a good place to start talking about the complexity of this whole, of all of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's a good, it's a, like we talked about in the previous episode, it's, this is where we are in the park. <laughs> so yeah. we got our, we got our map of the park. So where are we going to go next? And yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation, man, to look it up. I would encourage our, our listeners to, to, to read to read these guys and women, men and women that talk about uh, these things along these lines, you know, and, and, uh, uh, you know, join us for upcoming this, this next, this next little series is, you know, educate yourself and, and, and you can, these things are pretty available. Like they're so the, some of the books are so old that you can just get them in, you know, uh, yeah, anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere they're available in stores, but they're also available for free online. So we can try to do, um, try to do some, some notes to get y'all to get you those materials. But, yeah, please let us know um, questions you have about this stuff or things that you think about or even like, well, you know, we've got to be able to ask questions. We've got to be able to, especially white people, have to be able to stand out and ask questions that seem like they would be racist or... <laughs> In safe I mean, spaces, you, you need yeah, to have the conversation. Yeah, yeah, we need to be able to have this conversation. So, um, because if not, we'll just make up our own. We'll make up, we'll mind read and we'll just make up our own stuff. Oh, it's because yeah. black people are more violent. That's and that's what we get. Instead of talking, instead of like, are black people more violent? Well, the science says no, right? We do yeah. see a correlation in poverty levels uh, between white, Hispanic, black, Asian. Doesn't matter. All through different countries, different. We do see the same level of crime in in poverty stricken areas all over the world. So it seems and, to be anyways. Well, and and I think it's very important to um, as a white listener uh, and American. It is very important to understand the dichotomy of Booker T. Washington and W.B. Du Bois before you cast judgment on black Republicans and mm. before you 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 see a black person, you go, this person is is lost or this person is wrong. I can't believe them. Uh, yeah. I, I think that is a slippery slope that I see racism um, be spouted in, in white spa spaces in, in white woke spaces that feel like it's OK. Mm. And and it's a complete lack of understanding of the the realities and the circumstances. Yeah. And I I remember early on in the pandemic when I was first started. Well, it wasn't my first time putting out diversity stuff, but I, I was putting out diversity stuff in, in 2020. And, and I had commenters saying, hey, like, I like listening to you. But like some of the things you say disagree with what Thomas Sowell says. Can you please look into what Thomas is talking about just so mm -hmm. that I can understand? And so then I look into what Thomas is talking about and I uh, come with my understandings and it's like, OK, you know, Thomas is coming from a scientific worldview and the economics worldview. And the, the, the data he's talking about, there are some things that he's he's correct on. Um, but w without them coming with those questions, they could walk away with, you know, either Thomas is a bad black person or I am a bad black person. Right. And I see this often. And even when I had people calling, they would share their black 
voice that they use to make sense of the world you know like mm. well this black person says this you know and mm. I, it's easy to get caught up in that it's so yeah. easy especially when there's so few black voices right yeah. so it is important for you to understand the uh, the the dichotomy there so that you are able to make a more informed decision or understanding of the circumstances yeah absolutely 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 i mean that's absolutely true um and and i think a good litmus test a good gauge of um of sort of i guess how to think about all of it is if if we're truly othering someone else Mm -hmm. if it really is us versus them then i think that we're there's something off yeah I think that when we get to a place of like, it's us and that's part of us, like that stupid, crazy, I hate it. It drives me crazy. You're wrong. And you're, you know, that's us. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's to me, that's when the floodgates open. That's when that's, that's the, those are the, those are the gates to equity. Yeah. Um, is when it, every when it's, when it's us, when black people's problems are white people's problems. <laughs> <laughs> when it, 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 we kind of we you know I, I and I and I think we don't know how to talk about it we don't we don't know how to ask questions we don't know how to look bad and be okay we don't know how to be wrong and be okay because it's really hard I've been wrong on this podcast a lot I've mis, <laughs> misquoted things or done things like that we can go over corrections and I can correct those um, if if it's needed and listeners please if there's anything that I said that was wrong tell me both of us yeah uh, yeah oh, yeah Chris too sure um, at the same time I. I think we need to be able to. That's how we learn. It's so we learn so much from failure. So you know, the big L's we took this last month, uh, we both learned a ton, a ton, and it feels like I'm so much more prepared for the next thing. I'm so much yeah. more prepared for and for the show. It's the next conversation. It's the next guest. It's the next topic. Um, you know, and so yeah. So that's 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 all I would say is that is that when when doing these things, when listening to these voices. Um, you know, getting your own head into a place of, okay, so Thomas Sewell is me. <laughs> yeah. Thomas Sewell is my cousin. And that's just the truth. That's genetically true. Yeah. So we're all cousins. So let's, <laughs> let's, um, you know, let's, let's try to figure this out as, you know, as, as one species versus all these different, oh, you're different, you're different, you're different. And so that means X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think we, we got it. Empathy is the gateway to equity. Mm. And if we just remember that mm. as imperfect allies, yeah. if we want to see equity in this society, it has to start with empathy. And that's what we're working here yeah. in our community <laughs> for sure. every day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just thank you all for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this has been a great conversation as it is uh, the beginning of a new series that we're going to cover here. Um, please, uh, if you can support the show, come join us over on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Um, we we want to grow this community of imperfect allies. But if you can't do that, do not uh, hesitate to leave us a review. Uh, that helps the show so much. Five stars, please. Mm-hmm. Um, comment. <laughs> let us know what you're thinking. What If there's anything from the show that stuck out to you. Or if you just want to drop in equity uh, comes from empathy or empathy leads to equity. Drop that down there. That sticks with you. Uh, but this has been a great show. Rich, any final thoughts? No, man. Just glad to be doing it with you, bud. Glad to be doing it. So keep listeners, just keep joining us. Uh, we're going to keep doing this. And uh, good, th- good things are coming. So, uh, yeah. Peace. Peace.